Hello, beautiful souls. Oh, welcome or welcome back to the Thoughts That Manifest podcast. I'm your host, Elle, and I am a mindset and manifestation coach who aims to inspire you to awaken your mind to the limitless potential that is within you. Happy freaking Sagittarius season. I'm so excited because I personally tend to thrive during this season since I have all of my personal planets in Sagittarius, but I have some good news. The collective as a whole should actually be feeling a lot more optimistic and hopeful during this time too. So as I'm recording this, the new moon in Sagittarius is taking place and this new moon is so beautiful and expansive. Sagittarius is ruled by Jupiter, which means during this new moon, we should be able to see bigger pictures and start feeling hopeful and optimistic for a fresh new start. But of course, it really depends on where this new moon is taking place for you in your natal chart. But Sagittarius brings a lot of good luck, optimism. So now is a great time to start manifesting, manifesting new beginnings and just being more optimistic in general. I also think growing spiritually and being open to seeing different perspectives and expanding your knowledge is going to be very helpful for you at this time. Be open to receiving bits of wisdom. I also think of Sagittarius as the truth seeker. Sagittarius can at times be brutally honest. So, now is the time for you to really be honest with yourself, especially when it comes to what shifts need to be made in your life, you know, in order to bring forward these new beginnings that you desire and your manifestations. Are there personal changes that you need to make? Take time now to see any repeating cycles in your life and ask yourself what changes need to be made in order to break those cycles. It's also a time for you to go, you know, after what you want without fear of judgment. It's time to seek your own truth. Don't be afraid to question things, especially if you feel like there's healing that still needs to take place because we just had a very intense eclipse season. Anything that crumbled during eclipse season now has the opportunity to be rebuilt. And it's the opportunity to rebuild it, but with a stronger foundation. And anything new that began will strengthen and it will expand. This is also a great opportunity for you to think bigger. It's no longer a time to keep yourself boxed in. You can take advantage of this Sagittarius season and go after big goals and dreams. And with the influence of Jupiter, you may find that there is potential for growth and expansion. So tap into your more optimistic energy and believe in the infinite possibilities for your life. Two affirmations for you to remember during Sagittarius season are, gratefully, I surrender my struggle and... I glow towards my goal. I am strongly protected as I go. Sagittarius season is really calling for us to just get laser focused on going after the goals that we have set for ourselves that will take us closer to our manifestations. It's time to get crystal clear on what we vision for our future. And I think too that it's really an important time to let go of the weight that we carry from whatever pain might have transpired during eclipse season. Whether it was a falling out with someone important in our life or whether you've been patiently waiting for things to get easier. Maybe you feel like you've been met with setback after setback. 
I truly feel in my heart that there is going to be a huge shift in momentum and progress happening before the year is over. But it's really important that you trust and believe that to be possible for you. I also think that this season is a lot about being aware of those around us who may be mirroring our energy, to pay attention to our triggers and be open to shifting our perspective. Boundaries are also going to be very important during this time, especially during the holiday season. And I'm actually going to be talking a little bit more about this later on in this episode, but I feel like many of us are going through a huge transformation, a huge rebirth as we enter the new year. So needless to say, Sagittarius season will hopefully bring forward a lot of beautiful new beginnings, a fresh new start, a feeling of hope, and the ability to create a vision for your future and bring it to life as we head into 2023. But for today's episode, I wanted to chat with you about three powerful perspective shifts to take with you into the new year. I honestly cannot believe that 2022 is almost over, but I have to say I am so excited for this new year. This year as a collective, it was a year six, which is all about love, nurturing, and a huge emphasis on relationships. You may have seen a lot of people around you getting engaged, married, starting families, maybe a lot of focus on your own relationships, perhaps even this feeling of self-sacrificing yourself in some way for your family or your home life. But as we step into 2023, the energy now shifts to seven energy, and this is a very spiritual energy. So I will not be surprised if as a collective, there's a lot of deep inner work going on and a lot more spiritual awakenings happening. In 2023, it's time to really learn how to find trust within yourself, tapping into your intuition and following it. So it will be really interesting to see what's to come, but I'm also going to do a quick card pull for the collective energy for 2023 and kind of go over what to expect. But I also encourage you to find out what your personal year is for 2023 and read up on what that means for you. In order to find out your personal year, you want to add your birth month and day plus the year 2023 until you get a single digit number or the number 11. And that number would be your personal year number. So for example, for me, my birthday is December 13th. So I would add one plus two plus one plus three plus two plus zero plus two plus three. That gives me 14. So then I add those two digits together, one plus four, which gives me five. So my personal year number for 2023 is five, which is all about change. So it will be really interesting to see how this plays out for me. But anyways, that's kind of how I want to just start out this episode, just kind of give you insight on Sagittarius season, what to expect, as it definitely ties into today's episode. But if you're ready to just dive into today's episode, then let's get into it. So first, I'm just going to go over the quick collective card poll for 2023, and then I will jump into the three perspective shifts to lean into for 2023. So I actually love the cards that I pulled for the collective energy of 2023, especially if you are listening to this right now. It is no coincidence. So please listen up. 
because 2023 is wanting to bring you so much abundance. It wants to bring you balance and justice and good luck. It's all here for you. But the problem is you need to get out of your own way in order to align with this. 2023 is a collective year number seven, as I said. It's a very spiritual year and it's about doing the inner work and connecting with your intuition. Well, that's the message I am channeling too. So it's time to dig deeper, get to truly know yourself and face your biggest fears because 2023 can be the year that you overcome your biggest fears and finally get out of your own way. What is your biggest, wildest dream? What is it? And why haven't you made steps towards this dream yet? Whatever your answer is to that question is the fear that you need to overcome. What is holding you back from truly making changes that align you to your biggest goals? It's time to get to the root of that and truly overcome it. Spirit is also saying that it's time to connect with your creativity more. Be creative. Get creative. There's something you were creating in 2023 and perhaps you have a dream that you've been wanting to go after. Something you've been wanting to create in your life. But there's some fears and self-sabotaging energy around it. And that's what 2023 is all about. Overcoming those fears and self-sabotaging thoughts in order to get out of your own way and take action. Because guess what? After year seven comes year eight, which is all about abundance and reaping the rewards of your hard work and dedication. So the more you dedicate the time to working through your fears, connecting with your intuition, and taking actions towards your goals, the more it's going to pay off. I'm also hearing that you are protected as you go after what you truly desire. Maybe you fear that going after what you desire will lead you to failure or you're afraid of failing. But spirit is here to tell you that you aren't actually failing at all. We don't fail. We learn. And as we learn, we move towards what is meant for us. When we try something we thought we knew we wanted and it doesn't work out, it does not mean we failed. It means we learned what is not meant for us. And now we can move towards something bigger and better. And that's exactly what is happening for the collective in 2023. We are getting creative. We are trying new things. We are going after bigger, better, and brighter, and we are learning as we go. I'm also hearing that there's justice and balancing of the scales. So if you've been feeling like things haven't been fair, or if you have been feeling that things are off balance, I see more balance and fairness coming back into your life in 2023. We are also meant to do things that soothe our soul. Let go of the I need to hustle until I burn out mentality and let go of the there's not enough time for me to do what I actually enjoy. It is vital to do things that soothe your soul. So remember that in 2023. And the two affirmations I will leave you with are I am ready for something bigger, better, and brighter and failure is only learning. I move with confidence and resilience. So that's the collective energy for 2023, and it's so important that you remember that as you head into the new year. Write it down, put it on your mirror, put it on your vision board, all right? So let's now get into the three perspectives that you need to take with you as you head into the new year. The first perspective shift I want you to take with you into 2023 is this, remembering that putting yourself first is not selfish. It is time to prioritize yourself. Put yourself at the top of your to-do list and stop feeling guilty about setting boundaries. 
when it comes to this topic of prioritizing yourself, I really want to help you uncover why we tend to struggle with prioritizing ourselves in the first place. I actually had my own realization of my lack of prioritizing myself. So I'm going to kind of share a little bit about that as I feel like many of you can probably relate. So for me, I have always been the type of person who wants to help others. I especially love helping others work through emotional problems. And I've realized that I kind of always have been this way. I'm not someone who likes conflict. If the environment I am in feels intense and there's conflict like yelling or, you know, just I could tell that people aren't happy, I quickly want to fix whatever conflict is happening and I want to provide a solution or I just want to run away. And I also tend to get really emotional when people raise their voice at me. Now, through self-reflection, I can realize where this all stems from. Like many of you have probably heard now me talk about is that, yeah, my dad was a yeller. He struggled with anger and he would always yell. So that's a trigger for me because my inner child instantly feels unsafe when someone is yelling because yelling was always a sign that something was wrong or that I was being too loud or that I needed to tone down my energy. I was always just too much. So now I even notice that as an adult, this is something I struggle with. Loud, noisy environments can really trigger my fight or flight. I instantly feel like I need to turn the music down. I need to tone myself down. I feel like it's not safe for me to have fun. I always feel like I'm being too loud or that I'm going to disturb someone else. So when it comes to having fun and relaxing, it's hard for me to do. I was always that friend who was worried about being too loud and having fun. And I do have Saturn in my fifth house, so I can thank Saturn for that as well. But some of the experiences that I went through as a child reinforced this lack of prioritizing myself. Because growing up, I felt like I was always needing to solve everybody else's emotional problems around me, even though it was not my job to do so. And in fact, I was actually ignoring my own problems because anytime I voiced that I had an emotional problem, I was rejected or told that I was being overdramatic or whatever else. So I, I quickly turned that off within me. Instead of focusing on my own emotional problems, I turned to help everybody else with their emotional problems. And because growing up, I felt like I was always needing to solve emotional problems around me, even though it wasn't my job to do so, I was also constantly being put into situations where other people's emotions felt like my responsibility because I was never taught boundaries. My dad lacked emotional boundaries. Even at a young age, I had always felt like the adult when it came to that relationship. He would always vent to me about his problems. He would tell me more than I should know. I was always around adult conversations and seeing and hearing things that I probably shouldn't have at such a young age. You know, seeing a parent struggle with depression, anger, and addiction also put me into this, I need to fix this, I need to fix you kind of mentality. And then being around friends who constantly experienced huge losses, like the loss of parents at such a young age, that always reinforced my need to make sure that everybody around me was happy and was okay. As a child, I always felt like a role for me was to be responsible and to make sure that everyone was happy because I was constantly being put into these situations where that was not the case. I saw many people in, that I loved in pain and I just wanted to make it all go away. Fast forward to me now as an adult, and this is still very much present, I have this natural pull towards wanting to help others with their emotional conflicts. And oftentimes, I am that friend that people come to 
vent to and look for support and guidance because I am so willing to listen and be that for them. But at the same time, I'm realizing that it's hard for me to feel like I have that in someone else. Sometimes I can spend a whole two-hour conversation with someone where they're just looking towards me for that comfort, that guidance, and that, that vent session. And at the end of the conversation, I realized that I have not mentioned a single thing about my day or how I'm doing. And what I've realized is that it has taken a toll on me, that I almost put myself in this therapist role without realizing it because that's what I felt like I was from such a young age. I have needed to recognize within myself that I don't need to take on the responsibility of others' emotions. And I can almost bet that many of you listening have experienced something similar. And I do find that it can be such a blessing and a curse to have the ability to be that safe space for people. And I think part of it is that I grew up with this belief that my value as a human is dependent on how I can help and support others. Knowing that I helped people find solutions to their problems would almost make me feel loved and appreciated. And maybe, you know, that's because I never had that for myself. So I always try to be what I never had for everybody else. And that was often too because, you know, like I said, growing up, the only time I was really getting connection with my dad was when I was helping him through his problems and hearing about his life. That was when he gave me the attention the most. So it's almost like subconsciously, I created this version of self that felt like if I wanted to get connection from other people, I had to be there for them as their soundboard. That's how I provide value. And I'm sure many of you listening can also relate to the self-shame and guilt of setting boundaries. But as I look at it as a whole, I can see now that I am actually putting myself on the back burner when I am constantly being there for everyone else and not choosing to be there for myself first. It leaves me feeling drained and depleted. I also think it's kind of like a safety thing. If there's conflict around me, of course, naturally, I don't feel safe. So trying to fix the conflict at hand makes me feel safe. I want to constantly be providing solutions for everyone else's problems, but then I fail to follow through with what's happening within me and my own problems. To help me work through this lack of prioritizing self and lack of emotional boundaries with others, I first had to ask myself these questions. Where does this lack of boundaries and lack of prioritizing self stem from? How were my own needs going unmet during childhood? Because sometimes we don't prioritize ourselves because no one was showing us how to or because our own needs were going unnoticed. So that's just what feels normal. It feels normal to not have our needs met. So we actually continue this pattern by not meeting our own needs. Was there something during childhood that you know, made me feel like I needed to take on the responsibility of others' emotions? Was there constant conflict that I felt like I needed to solve? What are the self-care beliefs of those around me, of my parents? If you saw people around you never prioritizing themselves, always working, never relaxing, or taking care of their own mental health, this could be something that you picked up on as a child. Maybe you constantly heard a parent say that it was selfish to prioritize yourself or put yourself first that you need to constantly take care of others first because if you focus on yourself first, that would be selfish. So sometimes we have this subconscious guilt that pushes us to put everyone else before ourselves because otherwise we feel guilty or we feel like we are being selfish, right? 
there's that shame and guilt that we need to work through when it comes to actually allowing ourselves to make time for ourselves. And then there's also this productive and hustle mentality that we all have been conditioned to believe that we need to work hard no matter what, keep pushing, make the money so we can survive, that if you take a break, you'll fall behind or you'll be considered weak. This is something that I also struggle with too, and it's time management, feeling like if I prioritize myself, I'm taking away from my client work and content creation, and then I fear that I won't have enough time to get the work done. And I have this mindset of, I'd rather keep everyone else happy because again, it's that people-pleasing energy that is embedded into me. But that is actually draining me. And when you put yourself on the back burner and you don't make time for yourself, you're now pouring from an empty cup and you can't give it your best effort. So in actuality, you benefit immensely from prioritizing yourself because you are then able to show up feeling your best, which means your effort is going to be your best effort as well. And you will get more accomplished. Think about it. You get more accomplished when you're feeling good than if you were to go after your goals with that drained, burnt out energy. You'll also find your motivation coming back too. I also want to mention that your self-worth is not determined by what you can do for others. You are worthy because you are who you are. You're a human being. You don't have to prove to anyone that you are worthy. And I think that's another thing that I'm realizing. I felt like I always needed to prove myself. I always wanted to prove to my parents, especially my dad, that I was worthy that I could offer him valuable guidance at such a young age, like 13, 14 years old. I was trying to prove to my dad that I was valuable. And that's because of my rejection wounds with him. He would always open up to me about his relationships and I always voiced my opinions on them and half the time he didn't like what I had to say. I feel like there's part of me who felt like I needed to prove to everyone around me that I was valuable and worthy of their love. And one way I felt valuable and worthy was knowing that my guidance, my emotional support and being that listener was helping someone feel loved in some way. And maybe it's because I never got that emotional support and support and guidance through, you know, my relationship with my dad or with my mom growing up because there was so much going on. At times it felt like they were too busy to offer that. So that's why I'm so willing to offer that to everyone else because I knew I I would have loved that as a child. So you see how doing self-reflection, you can learn a lot about how you got to this point and what you can do moving forward to make sure that you are prioritizing your own needs as well and not overgiving. Because it started to get to a point where I started focusing on how I could be of help to everyone around me that I started forgetting how to help myself. And I think the biggest thing I'm learning how to do is learning that I do not need to be available 24-7. If I feel emotionally drained, it's okay to say I can't have this conversation right now. Because normally, I would be available no matter what. Whenever somebody needed me to be their soundboard, I was there. But I've realized that focusing on helping everyone else with what's going on in their life was really just a way for me to distract myself from my own problems. And I can't do that any longer. So if you can relate to any of this, just know that it is okay to prioritize yourself. It's okay to prioritize your mental peace. It's okay to set boundaries. You do not have to be emotionally available 24-7. You are more than just that soundboard. You are worthy no matter how productive you are. You are worthy no matter how much value you bring to someone's life. Your worthiness is not determined by how much you can do for other people. You are worthy because you are you. And boundaries are so important. So 
as you step into the new year, take all of that with you because 2023 is the year you finally get deep with yourself. You uncover what you are trying to run from. You get honest with where you may be lacking boundaries so that you can finally set them and start living your life on your own terms again. No more people pleasing because your happiness matters and so does your mental health. All right, moving into perspective shift number two. This one is really all about getting crystal clear on what success means to you because in 2023, we are putting in work towards something bigger, better, and brighter. But I often find that society and others' beliefs of what success is often sways us to focus on an idea of success that we may not even truly want for ourselves. There has been so much conditioning around what it is to be successful, like pushing these beliefs that you aren't successful unless you make at least six figures or unless you own an expensive house, you're not successful unless you pursue this specific career path or unless you go to college. There's so many beliefs around success that are pushed through society, media, and heck, even parents and the people around us. Sometimes parents want this successful life for their child, so they push them towards careers that they consider to be viewed as successful career paths. Then, you know, the child follows this path and realizes once they get there that they're not happy at all. So truly, what is success to you? Because in my opinion, screw success, right? I don't want success. I want contentment. I want a life where I feel at peace within. I think for so long we have been forced as a society to look outside of us for happiness. And to be honest, I think it really just reinforces the hustle culture and keeping all of us trapped in survival mode, trying to compete with one another at who can be the most successful and pushing ourselves to be the most successful person that we can be. And we start, you know, basing our value, our worth off of how much success we have that is basically measured differently to each person. And when we start comparing other people's success to our own, we start feeling like we're not good enough because we're not making X amount of money or because we don't have the big ass house to host dinner parties at. Forget success. Instead, tap into your soul. What soothes your soul? What feelings do you want to feel every day? And then start waking up every day, tuning into that energy. There is this beautiful quote and it goes, you can't wait until life isn't hard anymore before you decide to be happy. And I really love this quote because I feel like so many of us can relate to this thought that we can't be happy until we have X, Y, and Z. You know, thinking things like, once I have a successful job, I'll finally be happy. Or once I have that dream home, I'll finally be happy. I need X, Y, and Z in order to really be happy. And I used to be in that energy. I used to be absolutely miserable. I hated a lot about my life. I hated my job. I could barely pay my bills. I had to put groceries on credit cards. I racked up an insane amount of debt. And I used to tell myself that I was never going to be successful. And I believed that I would never be happy until I was successful. But then one day I chose differently. I chose to take my happiness into my own hands and instead of focusing on what wasn't going right in my life and all of the ways that I wasn't considered successful in the eyes of society, I said, screw this. I'm going to start living my life the way that makes me happy. Yeah, maybe my current job sucks, but what if I choose to be grateful for it while I work towards something that I enjoy? So that's what I did. I decided that what filled me up was writing and that's where I started. I started there. Success to me no longer became about what was considered successful to everyone else. It was about choosing happiness and following that, finding what lit me up, just listening to my intuition as it guided me towards my creative passions. 
And another thing is success isn't about getting out of a nine to five job either, because I see this all over the place too. People think that they're not successful because they work a nine to five and they don't work for themselves. The point I'm trying to make here is that you need to stop listening to what everyone else considers to be successful. It doesn't matter. Your life is not their life. We all have different life paths. What matters is what do you want what makes you happy? Follow that and really figure out what success means to you as you go into 2023. Because it really is time to start choosing happy right now and following those intuitive nudges pulling us towards that bigger, better, and brighter because you are worthy of that. But the one way we self-sabotage is by listening to how other people want us to live our lives instead of following our intuition. And then we beat ourselves up when we feel like we didn't live up to someone else's expectations but it's not our job to do so. Just remember that your worth is not dependent on how successful you appear in the eyes of someone else. Which leads me to perspective shift number three. Remember that you are not behind. It's so important to remember this moving into the new year, especially if you are entering a personal year number four, because I am going to be coming out of a personal year number four, and it really does put you through a test to your patience. You experience slow, slow, slow progress. You're patiently waiting for that change or excitement, but it's really been a year of building foundations and stability with very little excitement. You feel like you're not seeing results for the effort that you're putting in, but I promise you that it is there. If you are going through a time right now where you feel like you are behind, just know that you're not. We all have a life path. There's always a reason to the speed of our direction. And remember that it is not about how fast you get there. It's about the journey. You cannot rush the process. I think back to taking tests at school, and I used to have test anxiety. I hated being the last one done. It made me feel literally, honestly, it made me feel dumb. It made me feel like I wasn't good enough, that, you know, how could I be the one struggling right now to finish while everyone else zoomed through it? I must not know anything. They must be smarter than me. It can truly make you feel like a failure. So I would do this thing where I would start rushing myself through tests And anytime I rushed myself, I would end up with a lot of wrong answers. There is no need to rush through your life. Life is too short to begin with. Our timeline is very specific to our life's journey, and there is divine timing at play. And I know it's so easy to compare where you are at to where someone else is at, but you are both on two very different paths, and it is never too late. I think the biggest lesson that I learned this year is the lesson of patience and recognizing that there is a bigger plan at play here. We are co-creators with the universe and sometimes our timeline is so much different than the universe's timeline and the universe has a bird's eye view of our life path. So we need to trust in that more. Know that just because it hasn't happened yet does not mean that it never will. And to also open yourself up to the possibility that there is something better for you, which could be why there is a delay. Or maybe there's still something you're needing to learn in this chapter of your life right now that will help you as you move forward. So as you move into 2023, remember that there is no need to rush your journey. Let go of comparing where you're at in your life to where everyone else is at. Trust that the universe has your back and that in divine timing, everything will fall into place. But don't wait for everything to fall into place before you choose to be happy. 
So that's the message that I want to leave you with today. I really hope that you resonated with this in one way or another and that it helps you moving into the new year. I am sending you so much love during this holiday season. I cannot wait to see what 2023 has for us and until next time.